السلام عليكم ورحمة الله وبركاته الحمد لله الحمد لله نحمده ونستعينه ونستغفره ونؤمن به ونتوكل عليه ونعوذ بالله من شرور أنفسنا ومن سيئات أعمالنا من يهده الله فلا مضل له ومن يضلله فلا هادي له وأشهد أن لا إله إلا الله وحده لا شريك له وأشهد أن سيدنا ومولانا محمدًا عبده ورسوله صلى الله تعالى عليه وعلى آله وأصحابه وبارك وسلم تسليما كثيرا كثيرا أما بعد فأعوذ بالله من الشيطان الرجيم بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم لن تنالوا البض حتى تنفقوا مما تحبون صدق الله العظيم سبحانك لا علم لنا إلا ما علمتنا إنك أنت العليم الحكيم مولاي صل وسلم دائما أبدا على حبيبك خير الخلق كلهم Respected and honorable elders and brothers in Islam As the days go by we hear more and more people complain about the difficult circumstances we are in our country the state of affairs the different challenges people are going through with regards to security and other aspects let us be rest assured that for every difficulty there is ease inna ma'al usri yusra and let us also be rest assured that for difficulties Allah tabaraka wa ta'ala has shown us very many ways out we will remember the words of the great imam rumi maulana rumi rahimahumullah when he said that my first endeavor was to change the world then i realized i failed i cannot change the world and then i decided to change those around me and then i realized failure because i could not change those around me and then eventually i came to the reality let me change myself i was successful and then i saw people around me also change we may not be able to influence the situations and the environments around us but most definitely we can start making the change from within ourselves and inshallah we will see allah tabaraka wa taala will change halat and allah taala will change conditions among the very many prescriptions found in the quran and in the hadith of nabi karim sallallahu alaihi wasallam one very simple solution is that of giving out sadaqa that of giving out charity only and solely for the sake of allah tabaraka wa taala this is a very misunderstood concept that we feel that it is only those that have an abundant should be giving and those who do not have much shouldn't be giving that is a misconception in so far as our deen is concerned when we look throughout the annals of islamic history we will find 
such individuals that had given that little they had, they had given all of that out, and Allah wa Taala had changed halat, Allah Taala had changed conditions. In one hadith Qudsi in Kanzul Ammal, Rasulullah sallallahu alaihi wasallam quotes Allah wa Taala as saying that, "O oh my servants, O oh my slaves, it is through my kindness." That I bestow upon you my many na'mats. It is my kindness that I give you your rosy. It is my kindness that I give you my sustenance. Then I ask you from what I have given you for a loan. In other words, spend something for the sake of Allah. Those that have given the loan free, willi- free willingly, I had granted them an abundance over and above that. But there are others that fail to give that loan. So look at Allah Ta'ala. Allah Ta'ala says, now I take my share. From what Allah Ta'ala has given, it was expected that we give something back over and above our zakat. But when a person doesn't give, then Allah Ta'ala takes back. I snatch away and that becomes very difficult for an individual. But look at the kind Allah. Look at Allah wa ta'ala thereafter. When he makes sabr on what has been taken, then I draw him closer to me and I will bless him with my vision for him on the day of Qiyamah. So even when a person didn't give and Allah ta'ala takes by force, then also... When a person bears that with sabr, with tolerance, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will yet grant that person great ni'mats. Most of us have heard the name of Sayyidina Abu Dhar, Ghifari radiallahu ta'ala anhu. He was that sahabi of Nabi Karim sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, who had this individual thought, mindset, that a human, a Muslim must not accumulate wealth. If anybody had accumulated, there are many instances with regards to his life. In the time of Sayyidina Muawiyah radiallahu ta'ala anhu, Muawiyah radiallahu ta'ala anhu sends a messenger to Sayyidina Abu Dhar radiallahu ta'ala anhu with a bag of money, gold, and he gives the messenger some instructions. So the messenger follows that instructions of Sayyidina Muawiyah radiallahu ta'ala anhu. He gives the bag to Muawiyah, to Abu Dhar. He walks away and he comes back as per the instruction after a few minutes. And he says to him, Abu Dhar, the parcel has been couriered to the wrong address. This is not for you. This is for somebody else. Sayyidina Abu Dhar radiallahu ta'ala anhu says to the messenger, tell Muawiyah, I am very sorry. Whatever had been given has already been distributed. In a matter of few seconds, should he wish, I will repay him. If he is kind, he can forgive. That was Sayyidina Abu Dhar radiallahu ta'ala anhu. But there was one occasion in his life when Allah wa ta'ala had granted him by way of camels, livestock. And he had this little herd a tabi'i comes along to Sayyidina Abu Dhar radiallahu ta'ala anhu and he expresses the wish to be the khadim, 
the attendant of this Sahabi of Rasulullah sallallahu alaihi wasallam. After all, who wouldn't wish to attend and and be of help to a Sahabi of Rasulullah sallallahu alaihi wasallam? So Sayyidina Abu Dhar radiallahu ta'ala anhu took him on on one single condition. That when it is time to spend, and I ask you to bring something, then bring the best. When it is time to spend, and I ask you to bring something, bring the best. If you accept that condition, you may stay with me. Now when we employ someone, what are our conditions? And what is the condition of a sahabi of Muhammadur Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wasallam? Nonetheless, the condition is accepted. Sayyidina Abu Dhar radiallahu ta'ala anhu allows the man to stay with him. And this man then becomes the companion of Sayyidina Abu Dhar radiallahu ta'ala anhu. He learns a hadith of Nabi Karim sallallahu alayhi wasallam, etc. One occasion, Sayyidina Abu Dhar radiallahu ta'ala anhu hears about an impoverished group of people on the other side. So Sayyidina Abu Dhar radiallahu ta'ala who calls this khadim, this attendant, and he says to him, bring a camel, bring the best. So this person goes, he introspects the herd, he looks at the herd, he finds one male camel that is the best, but for some reason, he doesn't take the best, he takes the second best, a female. And he brings it to Sayyidina Abu Dhar radiallahu ta'ala anhu. It is slaughtered, it is distributed. And incidentally Sayyidina Abu Dhar radiallahu ta'ala anhu said to those who are distributing, whatever portion is given to the poor, that little portion must also be brought to my house. That is what I will suffice with. Now Abu Dhar radiallahu ta'ala anhu asked the person after the entire exercise has come to an end, why did you not bring the best? Why did you keep back that male? So he replied to Sayyidina Abu Dhar, I thought it would be good for us to breathe. We will get more out of it and our thinking, more sadaqah and more charity could be given if we had more camels. So Sayyidina Abu Dhar radiallahu ta'ala anhu said, if you think it would have been of use to me in this world, let me explain to you that there are three partners in our wealth. Now in the first hadith we will understand that the first partner is Taqdeer. We have this wealth and if Allah Ta'ala so desires, Allah Tabaraka wa Ta'ala may snatch it. And Allah Ta'ala may find ways and means of it leaving our ownership against our will. There could be a crime incident, there could be a violent incident, unfortunate circumstances. So that is the first partner of our wealth. The second partner of our wealth are our inheritors. And my new brothers in these days, our inheritors feel that they have this right over the wealth of parents. They feel entitlement. And our young ones remember and understand what belongs to our parents is still there so long as they are living. If we are entitled to anything, we are entitled to work hard. So the second is those inheritors, that they have the share after we leave this world. 
And then he said, the third partner is we ourselves. That the day we close our eyes and we go into our qabr, that is when that wealth is going to be of value that has been given out in the path of Allah Taala. So brothers and friends, let us learn this concept that all the time and try on a daily basis to give something out in charity. Imam Ghazali rahimahumullah, he quotes the hadith of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam saying that on the day of Qiyamah, a person will be under the shade of his charity. One is the shade of the arsh of Allah, the rahmah of Allah. One are the shade of other ibadat. It comes in a hadith, for example, that person that learns Surah Al-Baqarah and Surah Al-Imran, they will become two shades, canopies, over the heads of the individuals that had learnt it. And one we learn in the hadith is the shade of our sadaqah. The more the sadaqah, then the more dense that shade will be, and the more we will be protected from the sun on the day of Qiyamah, which obviously will be one mile away. Then Imam Ghazali rahimahumullah speaks about the people of the past, the Sahaba of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. And he said the lifestyle of Sahaba, the mindset of Sahaba, was every day something will be given out in Sadaqah. And if a day passed and a person didn't give something in Sadaqah, that person wouldn't feel at ease until he's taken out something and he's given for the sake of Allah wa ta'ala. Then we will find an amazing incident that had taken place in the household of our Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. Somebody had given our mother Umm Salama radiallahu ta'ala anha a piece of meat, something that she knew would be cherished and appreciated by Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. So she says to the helper, that keep this meat safely at a place. Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam will be returning. I may be able to serve Nabi Kareem sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. The test of Allah ta'ala upon the household will always be greater than others. She makes that statement. The maid or the khadima takes that piece of meat, puts it away. And then comes a beggar saying to her or saying to the household Barakallah may Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala bless you in whatever you have in those days when a person didn't want to give they would also respond with Barakallah may Allah bless you in other words we don't have at this point anything to give the beggar goes away Allah's Rasul sallallahu alayhi wa sallam comes in and when Nabi Karim sallallahu alayhi wa sallam comes, he asks Umm Salama, is there anything to eat? One piece of meat. She asks the khadima, the attendant, the helper, bring that piece of meat. When she goes to bring that piece of meat, she finds no piece of meat but a piece of white stone. And now she complains to Umm Salama, surprised that there is no meat but the stone. Nabi Kareem sallallahu alayhi wa sallam says, Now remember Umm Salama radiallahu ta'ala anha, it's written in her biography, her father was a very generous person and that generosity was inherited by Umm Salama. 
otherwise a very generous person. But because she wanted to feed Nabi Karim sallallahu alayhi wasallam, she did what she did. Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wasallam said, Ummu Salama, this was the result of not giving. These are not strange incidents. When Musa alayhi salatu wasalam made dua or rather cursed Fir'aun, Rabbana tumis ala amwalihim, washdud ala kulubihim, fala yu'minu hatta yarawu al-azab al-alim. When Musa alayhi salam saw that Fir'aun is not going to succumb, he is not going to surrender to Allah until everything is destroyed. Allah Ta'ala had everything destroyed 40 years after Sayyidina Musa alayhi salatu wasalam made this dua. Sahaba radiallahu ta'ala anhum had passed on in the time of Umar ibn Abdul Aziz rahimahumullah when a delegation, a group of people were in Egypt they found that whatever gold and whatever treasures Fir'aun had had all turned into stone. They had seen it with their own eyes. And hence, this is sometimes we don't understand this concept of barakah, but nonetheless an amazing incident in the time of Sayyidina Ali radiallahu ta'ala anhu. Sayyidina Hassan and Hussein radiallahu ta'ala anhu ma become ill. And Sayyidina, Hassan, Sayyidina Ali and Sayyidina Fat, Sayyida Fatima radiallahu ta'ala anha had decided that the children are sick. Let us, for the sake of Allah, keep Rosa for a period of three days. So they decided to keep Rosa, they decided to fast. But this is the house of Ahle Bayt. This is the house of the daughter of Nabi Karim sallallahu alayhi wasallam. There's nothing to partake for Sehri. Sayyidina Ali radiallahu ta'ala who realizes there's nothing for Sehri, what is going to happen to Iftar. So nonetheless, he engages with a particular Yahud to carry out some task for a period of three days. And in that period of three days, menial salary was given to him with which Sayyida Fatima radiallahu ta'ala anha would bake five loaves of bread or rather roti. Now Sayyidina Ali radiallahu ta'ala anhu, he's in a state of roza, he goes to the masjid, he breaks his fast, he reads his maghrib, he comes home. It comes in a narration that as she puts the bread in front of Sayyidina Ali radiallahu ta'ala anhu, and as he's about to partake, can we understand, it's the time of iftar. We cannot even wait for after Maghrib. Sayyidina Ali radiallahu ta'ala is about to put that piece of bread into his mouth when he hears a miskin, a poor person, asking in the name of Allah. Sayyidina Ali radiallahu ta'ala looks at Sayyida Fatima radiallahu ta'ala anha, she looks at him, they look at Hassan and Hussein, and they decide that all five loaves of bread must be given to this person, to the miskin. The next day's fast, they engage in whatever task they had to do, they accumulate whatever the wage was, and again some barley is purchased, and again she bakes the bread. And the similar incident happens like the previous day. Maghrib is performed. Sayyidina Ali radiallahu ta'ala anhu comes into the home. And as he's about to partake, a prisoner comes. Now the issue of the prisoner, 
this is a kafir prisoner in a Muslim land. And again he says, I'm hard pressed, I'm in difficulty. Sayyidina Ali radiallahu ta'ala anhu again looks at Sayyida Fatima. They look at Hassan and Hussein. And each one hands the bread over to Sayyidina Ali. And all five loaves of bread is given to this person. The third day, the same incident takes place. He performs the, uh, the Maghrib. He comes home. A yatim comes. A little child comes. And again the child makes the same announcement. That I am in difficulty, impoverished. And Sayyidina Ali radiallahu ta'ala anhu, the same exercise like the previous day, brothers and friends, for three days. Sehri without anything, iftar without anything. This was Sahaba radiallahu ta'ala anhu. As a matter of fact, Imam Jalaluddin Suyuti and others have stated that the ayah, وَيُتْعِمُونَ الطَّعَامَ عَلَىٰ حُبِّهِ مِسْكِينًا was revealed on this occasion to Nabi Karim sallallahu alayhi wasallam regarding the household of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wasallam that the abrar, the real and true pious persons were those people who had given away to the poor, to the, to the orphans, to the prisoners only for the sake of Allah wa ta'ala. So brothers and friends, if we find that difficulties may come knocking at our door. Think about these sahaba of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wasallam that even when they had nothing, they gave everything. And this was generally the mindset of the sahaba of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wasallam. So the difficulties that we experience from time to time, the environment that may not be conducive, the crime and whatever is taking place, there are many different prescriptions. But the one prescription that we all need to turn to is that from whatever Allah Ta'ala has given us, try and give something for the sake of Allah Rabbul Izzat. And keep it also only for the sake of Allah Ta'ala. Don't do it for any material gain that by giving this we will ward off the difficulties. No. وَيُتْعِمُونَ تَعَمَ عَلَىٰ حُبِّهِ On the love of Allah. We love that wealth. We love the miskin, we love Allah tabaraka wa ta'ala, we give it out only for the sake of Allah tabaraka wa ta'ala. In the time of Sayyidina Abu Bakr, radiallahu ta'ala anhu, there was famine, there was drought, there was difficulties in Medina Munawwara, lack of food, scarcity. The Fajr Salat is performed by Khalifatul Rasul, Sayyidina Abu Bakr radiallahu ta'ala anhu. <coughs> and after the Fajr, some Sahaba come to Sayyidina Abu Bakr anhu, and they say to him that you know that the people of Medina, the Ahl Medina are being hit hard. There's difficulties in Medina. People do not have food in Medina Tayyibah. Amirul Mu'mineen, Khalifatul Rasul, we need to do something. Sayyidina Abu Bakr anhu, says to them that inshaAllah by Maghrib, by sunset, Allah will change the condition for the people of Medina Tayyibah. As the sun is setting, they see the dust rise in the distance. And when people look towards the entrance of Medina Tayyibah, they see an entire consignment coming into Medina Tayyibah, a consignment of grain, a consignment of food. Business people will always be business people, were always business people. Immediately they understand 
the owner is Sayyidina Uthman ibn Affan radiallahu ta'ala anhu. And they all throng to Sayyidina Uthman, making offers. Somebody is offering a few percent extra as prophet. Sayyidina Uthman radiallahu ta'ala anhu come and collective, he says, I'm getting more. Somebody ups the offer, he says, I'm getting more. Somebody bids more, and he says, I'm getting more. And he comes in the narration that now the profit factor was gone exuberant. And Sayyidina Usman radiallahu ta'ala anhu carries on saying, I'm getting more. Business people will always be business people. They looked around and they saw that there is not a businessman in Medina that is not there. Who would be the buyer? Then Sayyidina Usman radiallahu ta'ala anhu says, that that being that said, man jaa bil hasana falahu ashru amthaliha. Look at that ikhlas, the sincerity of the sahaba of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wasallam. That that being that says, whoever comes with one good deed for him is ten, more, uh, ten times more the reward. That Allah is giving me, O people of Medina, distribute this amongst the fukhara and the aghniya of Medina. Amongst the poor and the rich of Medina. Go and give it away. Brothers, if you look at the riwayat of sahaba, you will find that Sahaba never gave portions, they gave all. That night, the great Sahabi, Sayyidina Abdullah ibn Abbas radiallahu ta'ala who sees our Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wasallam in a dream. And he sees Nabi sallallahu alayhi wasallam clad in green, riding a conveyance. And Sayyidina Abdullah ibn Abbas radiallahu ta'ala who makes salam with Nabi alayhi salatu wasalam. Can we understand the desire that this is a Sahabi he has this vision, this dream of Nabi Karim sallallahu alayhi wasallam, that desire to embrace him. Nabi sallallahu alayhi wasallam says, Oh Abdullah, I am hastening to the nikah of Uthman ibn Affan to a hoor in Jannat. Brothers, in this world, Allah tabarak wa ta'ala through sadaqah will change halat. In the akhirat, Allah ta'ala will grant the best. It has been narrated, Shaykh Rahmatullah Ali narrates in Fadali Sadaqat that there was a woman walking in the wilderness with her little child, when a wolf snatched the child. This woman begins to chase the wolf. It's her child. And between her and the wolf, a beggar comes. And the beggar begs from this woman. All the woman has is one piece of bread. She goes back from her belongings. She takes this piece of bread. Now there's no concern about her child. She gives this piece of bread to that beggar for the sake of Allah. It comes in this narration that that wolf turns around and brings her child back. Brothers, that is the strength and that is power of sadaqah when it is done for the sake of Allah. May Allah Ta'ala change halat and conditions to conditions of ease in our country. May Allah Ta'ala grant an abundance of blessings.